Hey, welcome to the Recappers Podcast. I'm Todd. And I'm Nat. Wow, we got a weekend full of basketball to, to cover, Todd. Um, we haven't talked, we haven't recapped since Thursday, so two games in every series. We got basically, we're going to talk about where we stand in the current series and where everything's kind of going and our thoughts on what happened from Thursday to Sunday. Oh, through Monday, actually. Thursday through Monday. And we're excited. Let's get into it. You ready? Yeah, let's go. All right, so first we got the uh, Bucks Heat series. So this is the first one that's over. What are your thoughts? Dude, the Heat just suck, man. I te- I literally texted you that. I said the Heat suck. Nah, I mean, we. I think we all knew that the Bucks would win this series. Well, I thought that the Heat would give a little bit more of a, a fight, um, especially first game being so close. I think the Heat are a better team than they played. I just think that they got so demoralized with just losing all those games that uh, they weren't. They weren't ready to. They weren't going to win that game. Once it got to three zero, there was there's no fight in them anymore. Uh, it's disappointing, but I think I think like we talked about earlier uh, through this podcast, uh, we they got a little bit fluky last year and they got hot at the right time. Then Giannis got hurt in the se- this same series last year, and I told you the improvements the Bucks made. I thought they were going to win no matter what. So uh, disappointing. Congrats to the Bucks. I'm moving on. Uh, Heat didn't show up, honestly. I still think the Heat are better than they played, uh, but I never thought they were going to win this series. Your thoughts, Todd? Yeah, I was going to ask, do you think it's more of the Bucks playing well or the Heat playing uh, Heat playing poorly? I think it's a mixture of both, man. Uh, the Heat shot so bad throughout that whole series. And even when they shot well, they couldn't stop the Bucks. Um, so it had to be. it has to be a mixture of both. I mean, the first couple games were a little bit of a grind. Um, the Miami Heat style basketball, but the blowouts were happening just because the Bucks just couldn't miss and the Heat just couldn't score. Games like that are going to happen. We talked about that. It just happened too much this series. The the Bucks played really well. Like I'm not trying to take away anything from the Bucks, but the Heat also did not play well. Um, and if you're going to beat yeah. a team like the Bucks, you got to be you got to be at at the top of your game. And they were not. Yeah, the, and except for game even game one, they weren't at the top of their game and they pushed them to the end. So. You yeah, say? probably the only take probably the only takeaway I have from the series is kind of just like how it leads to the next series. Like I feel like it was like a good opening series for the Bucks, which I feel like they've been missing for a couple years now. So the like Bryn Forbes coming on so strong in the series, I'm kind of looking forward to see like what the Bucks uh, what the Bucks do next series. For sure, I I messaged you. I said I should be a GM because I was like Bryn Forbes is going to be such a such a key part of the Bucks run. And man, he had a great he had a great series, dude. That dude has this really sweet shooting stroke, and he just fits the system really well. I mean, you got to have shooters around Giannis, and he's he's their best shooter, especially with uh, Divincenzo yeah, getting like hurt a, now. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, I, he's a he's a better shooter in my opinion than Divincenzo. So now you have like another shooter in addition to Chris Middleton, which is like essentially what the Bucks relied on. I mean, these past three years, just yeah, Middleton and Giannis. So yeah. I feel like they have like really good weapons now. Yeah, Andrew Holiday is just so so good on defense. Yeah, man. and we forget how good he is on offense too. Dude, this team is this team's gonna win the East. I mean, we'll talk more about it, but the the yeah. Nets might have something to say about that. But I think it's gonna be next. That's gonna be Nets a, Bucks. When, yeah, that's how I feel. That'd be a great series. But yeah, uh, so let's move on to the Suns Lakers series. Wait, it can't be Nets Bucks, right? They they play next. Gosh, that's not even gonna be the Western Conference. Yeah, it won't even be the West. Yeah, that's conference. gonna be a, that's gonna be a great series. Dang, though. that's gonna suck. Dang it, I would want that for the West, the Eastern Conference uh, Finals. Dang it, they're gonna yeah, be in the if, second round. But whoever wins, whoever wins that series would probably play. I'm guessing the Sixers. 
Yeah, I agree. Get to that later on, but I agree. I, agree. I still right, think well, yeah, we'll talk more about that. that. Yeah, but let's get to the let's get to the Suns versus Lakers series. Let's get right into uh, into your team. What are your thoughts after uh, Game Three and Four? Dude, Game Three, it's like just peaks and valleys. Play being a Laker fan, man. The Game Three, Lakers were just messing with the Suns, just blowing them out, just having fun with it. And then Game Four, AD gets hurt and just completely ruins uh, every happy thing we had. I'll say this though. Non-biased Laker Laker fan here. I mean, I am biased, but I'm gonna be. I'm gonna take a non-biased approach. I just I still think the Lakers can beat the Suns without AD. I don't expect AD to play in this next game, uh, game in Game Five. Uh, my sources tell me. I mean, all these articles I've been searching repeatedly tell me that he has a, a groin strain, or yeah, groin groin strain. And I read a medical analysis on it, and it talked about that being like a two to ten day recovery period for that. And AD has dealt with this before in the same on the left side, and both times he only missed one game. Uh, I expect him to miss Game Five. I think it's too quick of a turnaround, but I expect him to play on Thursday in Game Six, and I expect the Lakers to win Game Five without him. Um, I'll give you my reasons now. Lakers weren't ready in the third quarter to play without him, and you can see in the fourth quarter when they made a little bit of a run, that they started to figure things out. Frank Vogel's a really good coach, and, uh, and I don't think people give him enough credit. LeBron's the best player in the league right now, smartest player in the league. They're going to find a way. Uh, they're going to find an adjustment that that works. And I want to say this, too. Lakers were missing KCP this game, and that's bigger. That's a bigger miss than I think people were letting on. He He's played exceptional defense on Chris Paul. He's been the primary defender on Chris Paul this series. And there, I don't think it's just coincidental that Chris Paul finally started playing well once KCP was out. Um, I think the Lakers win game five without without AD. I think Montrose Harrell is going to be, be a big part. He hasn't been really in the rotation during this series, uh, but they got him for a reason. He's going to fill that AD role as best as he can. Defensively, no one can, but offensively, he'll he'll fill in that AD role, and they'll find matchups that work. Marcus Gasol is going to get a lot of run. Andre Drummond's probably going to sit on the bench a little bit more, but I think they're going to go more with Trez and Marcus Gasol in this game. We'll see what happens, but I think the Lakers win it. I mean, what are your thoughts, man? Yeah, I mean, originally I said Lakers in six, so I still feel like that um, that prediction is still kind of a line. I still think the Lakers could... Is, I mean, I, I would probably even lean more towards the Lakers winning even without AD just because of LeBron and, you know, making all the pieces fit. But I think... Uh, the Suns won game four, and Devin Booker played bad, in my opinion, in both games. These past two games, I think Devin Booker at home and Devin Booker on the road just seem to be two different things this series. So I definitely think it's going to be a very close game. I just going to come down to the wire. But if the Lakers win game five, they're going to win game six, in my opinion, and then it'll just be Lakers and six, without regardless of if AD's playing or not. I agree with you. I mean, I'll say this right now. LeBron does not lose two games in a row in a playoff series. So he's going to win game five. And then game six at home in Staples. I bet AD comes back. Even if he doesn't, I think the Lakers take it no matter what. Like I said, they'll find matchups that work. Frank Frank Vogel is better than we give him credit for. And LeBron, you don't bet against LeBron, man. He, they're they're going to find a way. Yeah, I'm definitely really looking forward to it. I think it's probably going to be uh... – like one of the best game fives of probably any of the playoff series. Um, they're still going, but um, we'll see. So uh, next to like a, a series that I've really kind of been 
I've been confused on, but this uh, Nuggets Blazers series. Um, what are your thoughts? It's going for going back and forth like we kind of thought it would, but I definitely wasn't expecting uh, that huge Blazers win. Dude, I mean, this is like the only series that you don't like know where it's going, right? Like maybe I mean you can say the it really makes series. it makes it makes no sense. Yeah, like you know you can say the Lakers series like kind of you don't know where it's going. Um, as well, but like, I just think, I mean, like, you can see the direction of that, you know, like, you can see, oh, the Lakers lost game four because AD was hurt, right? Like, you can say, you know, Devin Booker looked, was just off on game three, and that's the reason the, the, the Lakers won, right? But in this series, it's like, I mean, Jokic played poorly game in game four, uh, which helped tie the series, but I just don't know who's going to win, man. I mean, I picked the, I picked the Nuggets in seven, and I stand by that. It's just like, this series is exactly what I thought it was going to be. Just like two yeah. great teams that are very evenly matched that can win either like win any night. And like I think this is one of the only series that we have that like evenly matched teams like going at it. Um, and I love it, dude. I love it. I think I think this is playoff basketball. This is the epitome of what we want to see in the first round. And I'm excited, man. I stand by my my Denver and seven series, and I think it's gonna. I think Denver wins game five. I think Portland wins game six in a must-win, obviously, winner-go-home situation, and Denver takes it home in game seven. Um, I just think it's it's going to it's gonna be that way. I mean, that's how the series has gone like already. Yeah. It's like win one, lose one, win one, lose one. So I think it's going to continue that series, uh, that trend, and I think the Nuggets win in seven. What about you, Yeah, Tom? I mean, we definitely, we definitely both had uh, game seven predictions. You know, each, like, you had Nuggets, I had Blazers, but... I think the one thing that's surprising so far in these games three and four, kind of like following up those first two, is that the point differential just kind of just like makes like no sense. Like there's no, there's no like rhythm to the series. It's like Blazers won by twenty, Nuggets won by twenty, but then you had this weird game for game three that was kind of close, but then Blazers won by twenty. So I don't know. Like uh, I kind of thought the games would be closer. It's like the series is close, but the games aren't close. So I don't know. But I'm, I expect that I, to I change. Personally, I yeah, think I think the I next think couple games will be close. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, Porter Jr. had three points in Game Four. Dude, he is he not three. playing. He's not playing well. Yeah, and Jokic but, did not play. Well. Dude, Jokic can. I've never seen Jokic struggle, and he was struggling in Game Four. And unless if Portland figured something out, like who would have thought that Nurkic would outplay Jokic in Game Four? Like I didn't think that. And yeah. I mean, Jokic still gets his. He still scores, but it's like efficiency is a big deal for him. And yeah, dude, I'm excited. I'm excited for us this series, man. It's gonna, it's gonna be two teams just going at it, and it's gonna. Yeah, be fun. It really is. This is what we. I'm yeah. telling you, this is what we wanted. All right, let's yeah, go ahead and I'm uh, about it. let's move on to the next series. Your your Knicks. I mean, you're not a Knicks fan, but you're <laughs> you've been all about them during this postseason uh, versus the Hawks. The Hawks take a commanding three one lead. You still sticking by your Knicks? What, what's going on? What's your analysis of this, man? So Trey Young definitely meant, you know, let's see him in the. I'll see you in the A. And he, I, when he said it, he meant it. And just like true Knicks fashion, they go down to they go to Atlanta and lose both games. So, I, uh, I mean, you you were pretty confident. I mean, I, I thought the Knicks had a pretty good shot, but you were pretty confident in the in the Hawks winning this series. Um, I don't know if I thought they'd have a three one lead. I kind of thought this would kind of be a series as similar to the uh, the Nuggets Blazer series, but 
I don't know. I'm surprised. I think that I think the the uh, Hawks are showing like how you know, and we've talked about this before about the role players that are on Trey Young and how they really help that team win compared to a team you know compared to Dallas. But I think it's really showing. What What do you think? Dude, I told you. I thought. I mean, I thought it should be closer too. I agree with you in, on your on your take that you thought that this series would be more well rounded, more close. Um, but honestly, like. Atlanta has just shown, like, minus that fluky, I wouldn't say it's fluky, but that game, game three, or game two, where, yeah, it was game two, where yeah, game the, two. Knicks, the Knicks, like, found some life and took, like, a, went on a 10-0 run, and then blew it, and then they, they took, went on another 10-0 run, that was just a weird game, and if you take that out, you're looking at a sweep, man, I think the Hawks are just a lot better than the Knicks are, like, it's weird to say, but, like, I told you this. I don't. I didn't like how the the Knicks' offense functioned. I didn't like the way that they score. I think that when it comes to playoff time, it's going to be even harder to score, and they struggle to as it is scoring. Yeah. And the Hawks are Hawks are taking it to them, man. I think, dude. I can see the Hawks winning Game Five. Yeah. And I was about to say that actually. Like I, I think I think this the next game is the last game. Yeah. I, I we just both think, had the series in seven. Yeah, I think we both kind of think this game, the series is. Going we both five. expected them to play. I think we thought the Knicks. I think they, we, we we drank the uh, Knicks Kool Aid, man. Even though I thought they're gonna lose the yeah. series, I was like, dude, they're they're a good team, you know. And maybe after they this aren't game as good. four, yeah, after this game four, I think they figured the Knicks out. Dude, they had a thirteen point quarter, and like they scored thirteen points in a full quarter, and I just I think that just speaks to how bad that offense is. They're gonna they're they're exceptional run. The Knicks made a great, like, had a great season. And I, like I said, it's better when the Knicks franchise are, is playing well. And I love that they did. Uh, they just have yeah, to make some Yeah, it's a huge, huge step. Yeah, they're going to have to make some changes this offseason, though, because this ain't it, man. Like, Derrick Rose, if you take Derrick Rose off this team, like, they they wouldn't even score 70 points a game. Like, Derrick Rose, during this postseason, he, he's been in, put into the, uh, the starting lineup, and he's been going off for them. If you take him off of that... Like they wouldn't, they would struggle so bad off. They're so bad offensively right now, and I think that was how they were all season. But during the regular season, you can you can live with that, right? During the postseason, like yeah, defense matters, but you also got to score points. And and Julius is there's something the the Hawks have figured out. Julius, man, he struggled this year. Yeah, they so too. Um, yeah, game five, it's over in my opinion. The Hawks win it, and even if they lose, they're going back to the A. As as Trey Young would say, and yeah, they would, it won't it, it won't make, yeah, it won't make seven like our original prediction. Yeah, it's gonna be over. I think it's over in five, uh, possibly six. But hey, kudos to the Knicks. Congrats to the Hawks, who we think is gonna just move on. Um, yeah, I would agree. I mean, I wish it was a closer series, but I think the Hawks are just a better team, man. All right, yeah, speaking so of uh, speaking of better teams, <laughs> then this next series is is kind of one sided as well. Nets versus Celtics. What do you what do you what's your take on game three and four of that one? I mean, uh I think game four is just kind of, you know, kind of like more of the same that's been going on. Uh I think it's the series seems to go I just feel like the Celtics success at this point without Jalen Brown is um how good is Jason Tatum in a game? And that usually determines like where where the series is at. So like game game three. You know, uh, Tatum gets 50 again. So it just seems like 
okay, if Tatum gets 50, then they'll get a win. <laughs> if not, then uh, it's probably gonna be a loss. But I just think I I think like the next one, uh, like the or sorry, like the past one we past series just talked about Knicks Hawks. This is over in the next game. What do you think, dude? I mean, first and foremost, Jason Tatum, I'm so sorry that you are so good and you just lost Jalen Brown because you are so good, man. Like, when are we gonna start talking about Jason Tatum as like a top, like, five to ten player in the league? I mean. Honestly, like, when are we going to start talking about him being a top 5 to 10 scorer in the league? He's dropped 54 times now this season. Like, yeah, I think next season's going to be when he like, really takes that, like, that leap where you're talking like, you're talking about him in the same category as, like, you know, Durant and all these players. Dude, he's 23. Bro, he's, uh, he's 23. And this dude is only going to get better. He He's not even playing. He's not even in the prime of his career yet. And he's he uh, literally single-handedly won a series against the three of the best offensive players in the league. Like... Maybe not even uh, offensively. Three of the best players in the league. Uh, I'm sorry, Tatum, but you guys are going to lose in Game Five. Uh, it took a took that effort for you guys to win by six. And honestly, though, like the Celtics, like show me something. Like I know I'm a Laker fan, and I'm supposed to hate the Celtics, but like they they showed me yeah, something. Be, like be careful, be careful here. <laughs> I'm just being real. Like Game Three and Four, like they showed me something. Even in Game Four, dude, the Nets couldn't miss. Like some, of, I mean, they were open shots. Their offense is just so good, but they just couldn't miss. And like the Celtics, like yeah, they got blown out. But I watched that whole game, and the Celtics were still playing hard. They still hitched to shots. They were still, they were still showing some fight. And I, I love it, man. I love. I mean, maybe I just like don't want the Nets to win, you know. But like, Same I just here. think I was very impressed with them, even though they got blown out. Like, the Celtics team. I mean, they're not going to win the series. Like we already know that, but they they still yeah we knew it something. Before, we knew it before yeah we knew it before it started without Jalen Brown. They're not going to move on. Yeah, but uh, I, I think it's encouraging for the future though. Yeah, and I said this too. I was like, I think the Celtics are better than where they ended up being. I don't think they're seven seed, and I think they're showing that. Uh, they're not just rolling over for these Nets, which they easily could. Like, I uh, I I still was impressed by them in Game Three and Four. Game Three taking it. That was impressive, and then Game Four, they they might have gotten routed, but like I said, they were they were hitting some shots, and they were still playing hard. And I mean, they scored a ton of points. I mean, obviously that's not saying much against, you know, the Nets defense, but they scored one twenty six, and there were times where they were down by like twenty twenty four, and they could have just rolled over, and they still they continue to push, and um, I, I respect I respect them, man, I respect them. I mean, Nets are going to win in Game Five. It's fine, but Tatum, you're you're a beast, man. Like, yeah, that's the thing we we talk about. Like the you know the Knicks making a great run, but they're I mean, all these teams in the East are really going to have to keep up because I mean, the Celtics are a seven seed. So what are the Celtics going to do next year with Jalen Brown back and Tatum making that leap? I mean, they're going to be they. I mean, we set the season, but they should be like a home court team next year. And the Heat, they pick up a free agent signing. They're going to be right in it as well. Yeah, Kawhi to the Heat confirmed. Yeah, <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, all right. That's a, but, that's uh, a good segue, actually, into the next series. <laughs> yeah, Clippers, Mavs. Uh, so essentially, we had one one great quarter by the Maver- by the Mavericks, and then it just everything changed uh, out of these two games. I'm sure you got a good amount of text messages texts this weekend about it. But uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, people were pretty quiet after Game Four. After Game Three, people were still like talking smack, like, "Oh, it's okay," you know, like. 
they're they're still gonna like you know they're, of course they're gonna win one they're the Clippers right and then game four came by and it was pretty quiet I reached out to a couple of them to see where they're like to make sure they're they were okay you know like um, but so my you know I knew so we talked about this and after game two I mean the last episode we talked about I said I still think the Clippers can win this series. And you asked me why, and I said, I just can't see the Mavs continuing to shoot 50% from three. And I was wrong, because game three, they continue to shoot 50% from three. Yeah. Uh, but then they still lost. And then game four, the regression came that we all expected, right? Nobody thought the regression would be that bad. Uh, they shot so bad. At one point, I think they were three for 25. I don't know what they finished at, but they were so bad in game four. Yeah, they shot a they shot five for thirty for threes um, in game four. So okay, 16%. so they shot two for five to end the end the game. They were, uh, last time 30, I checked, they were at three for twenty five. Thirty four percent total field goal percentage compared to forty eight percent for the Clippers. And I'll say this right now, I think the fact that the first three games were all close, with the Mavs shooting fifty percent from three, and I said this before, is is very telling of how much better. The Clippers are than the Mavericks. I think talent-wise, the Clippers are better. Um, and the Mavericks, I just don't like the... I mean, we talked about this off-air, but the construction of the Mavs team is just so, like... It's not It's not what you need from a, from a Luka Doncic-led team. Like, if you want a Luka Doncic-led team, you need to go back to what James Harden had around him when he was making those playoff runs. Because um, the only way he's gonna he's gonna win games and make a deep playoff run is with with players like that with a team that yeah I mean the the Sixers did it in Philly I mean with Ben Simmons and Ben Simmons can't shoot like Luca I mean, he can't even shoot really at all but yeah. I mean he got Tobias around him Seth Curry around him you have yeah really look good, what they did they, good, they made yeah. a trade for Seth Curry in order to yeah. to add more shooting and then Frank Corkmus phenomenal shooter as well I mean. I just think I just think the construction of the Mavs isn't isn't the way it needs to be for them to make a deep playoff run, and I I don't think they're going to win another game, man. I think yeah, I think I would say uh, the one thing I know I would think it was a very can we talk about the construction of the team? I think it's a very telling sign that the Clippers eliminated like a seventeen point lead in like two minutes. I just think like the way the Clippers like the way the Clippers score and like it just like exposes all the weaknesses that the Mavs have. Yeah, they just can't cut. They can't. It, it just seemed like the, the Clippers could take the the ball inside like at will. I mean, mm-hmm. they were just scoring whenever they wanted. Yeah, I mean, they shot sixty plus percentage from the field because, I mean, I I remember Kawhi dunking it like repeatedly and just like yeah. going up and just the points were just coming easy. And I just think that that just shows. I mean, the Mavericks were the eight. We said this before. We said, what's going to happen when the Mavericks don't shoot fifty percent from the field? And we saw it in this game. Knicks are just not a good defensive. They're just not a good defensive team. <laughs> exactly I think like the problem that they they just get they get exposed when this stuff happens mm-hmm. uh, when they, they play teams the, like this. They were the 18th best shooting three point shooting team in the regular season, and they were shooting lights out. And that's going to happen, right? Like any that's why you play basketball, man. You can win any game, right? Um, but as I said from the beginning of the series, I just didn't expect that to continue to the point where they can win four games in a series with it. And I could be wrong, but I think the Celtics. Well, what the heck? I think the Clippers win in six. I don't. See, the Celtics. The Celtics are staying rent free in your head as a Lakers fan. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> Jason, I'm still thinking about Jason Tatum's fifty bomb, but um, I think the Clippers win the next two games. 
and <clears throat> I expect the Mavs to shoot better. Um, but as I said, the Clippers were the number one three-point shooting team in the league, and they didn't show that the first three games, and they still won one of those games, and now they're shooting decently again, and everyone's like surprised, like the Clippers, Clippers are shooting so well. Nah, man, like this was this was all season, <laughs> you know, like yeah, they have, they have Kawhi and Paul George, like two of the best scorers in the league, so yeah. I mean, they sh- they uh, really should be there. I think it's encouraging for the Mavs. I mean. Boy, you can take. I don't think they're going to win a game either for the rest of the series. I think the series is over. Like I think the way that the Clippers just took that series over after after the first quarter of Game Three, yeah. after that incredible run that like the Mavs had. Like I think there's no way the Mavs win the series. Um, but I still think it's. I still think like overall, like they played better this this series than last year playing yeah. the Clippers. So I think it's definitely something to, like build off of. But they got a lot of holes, and we yeah. can talk about that in a few for, like a. A free agent future, episode, a but. future episode, yeah. But also, man, like I said, I te- I joked with you. Also, I said I should be a, a coach because I was like the last episode. I said get rid of Patrick Beverly. Like he is just so bad defensively, and they made the switch. Reggie Jackson isn't the best defensively either, but he brings more offensively, and spreads the floor well, and he's been playing real really well. Terrence Mann, I mentioned him in the last episode as well, and his infusion yeah. has really made a difference in this in this lineup, I mean, in this just series in general. And I think they were really smart putting Nick Batum at starting center. And they just, they made adjustments. Like, congrats. I mean, you got to tip your hat off to Ty Lue. Even if they don't win the season, I I expect them to win, but Ty Lue made the adjustments that Doc Rivers never made last season Um, in the Denver series. They made made adjustments, and I think that's, that's telling. I mean, I'm scared. I'm scared for, if the Clippers, you said this to me, you picked the Clippers to win it, and you said, I wish I could take it back. And I told you, if the Clippers play the way they did in Game 4, they're not losing, man. Like, that's the Clippers team that we expected all season. Um, yeah, the Clippers team in 3 and 4 is what the team I expected to go to the finals. The Clippers team in 1 and 2, and that could just be just, you know, starting off slow. Yeah. But that, the team that's played, that showed up the last two games, that's the team that I picked for a reason. Just, they just can't be stopped with those two players. Just talent-wise, they're just so good and, like, they're they're playing. They've, they've they role play, players that work. Yeah. Oh, I said I listed out their bench players that aren't playing at all, that are like, literally getting coaches to like did not play coaches' decisions, and I said to you, I said these are better than the Mavericks like, bench players slash starters. Some of their starters, uh, like Luke Kennard would one hundred percent be getting playing time for the Mavericks right now, and he's not. He doesn't touch the court. Uh, I just think the talent gap is too great. And that comes out in the seven games here. That's why you play seven games, man. Um, yeah. So, Clippers in six. We'll see. Yeah, we'll but see speaking of a uh, Laker fan. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of uh, Doc Rivers, though, let's talk about this uh, Sixers Wizards game. Game four was a pretty exciting game, <clears throat> but I think we kind of still see where the series is going. What do you What do you think? Oh, it's game over. There's they're a Joel Embiid sweep away. Why they're Joel Embiid injury away from getting swept, and. As I said, with Anthony Davis going down, you can't prepare for that player to go down. And I expect, even if Joel Embiid doesn't play next game, for the role players of the of the 76ers to be ready. And I expect them to win. Um, just game five. Uh, they would have swept them tonight if Joel Embiid continued to play. But, I mean, Mike Smith... Oh, well, not Mike Smith. Mike Scott came in in relief of Joel Embiid. And that dude looked like he never played basketball in his life before. And... He has not played much this series. He he literally yeah. looked like he never played basketball before. Dwight Howard <laughs> didn't look ready. I mean, 
Tobias Harris was not ready to take on the load for Joel Embiid being hurt, and it it showed tonight, and they lost. And they lost a close game, playing very badly. And Ben Simmons' free throw shooting, that is just bad. Fix that hitch in your shot, bro, and you'll be fine. But just work. I don't get this, man. Like, shooting the basketball is fun to me. Like, why can you not go to the gym, Ben Simmons, and go learn how to shoot the basketball or just shoot free throws? Like, shooting the ball is fun. Like, why are you good at defense? And why are you good at every other aspect of basketball, but you can't shoot? Like, that's the fun part about basketball. The first thing I do when I walk into the basketball court is I shoot. I don't go and, like, practice defensive slides or passing the ball, like, off the wall perfectly to, like, another person. Like, that's not what I do. Like, go find your jump shot, bro, and you'll you'll be unstoppable, I promise you. But I digress. Sixers and five. They should have swept. Um, if Joel Embiid doesn't get hurt, they, they sweep. Uh, they'll come ready. Joel Embiid missing the game. Uh, Mike Scott will play fine. He'll he'll be better. He'll he'll remember how to play basketball. And Dwight Howard uh, will have a good game as well. They'll be they'll be good. They got they got these guys for a reason. They're deep. They'll be good. Yeah, I kind of think uh, Sixers going back home. It's you know Sixers and five. Uh, but I'm I'm still kind of nervous about this injury though. I mean I don't really know like this and they called it a knee. Like, they called it a knee sprain. That's that's what's scary. Yeah, like knees are tough, I don't man. Want- and you're talking about Embiid, who's missed a lot of time. I mean, he he misses, he he misses like half this half of each season for just like either rest or injury. So, uh, as a Sixers fan, I wouldn't feel good about that. But we'll have to see kind of what happens. It could just be an overreaction. But I don't know. It's uh, it's it's game. They'll win the next game. But uh, for a team that was first in the East to move on, I, there's no there's no way they're beating. Uh, either the Nets or the the Bucks with that. Maybe not even the Hawks if they play yeah. the Hawks. I mean, they're the best team at home in the in the league, so they're going to win Game Five yeah. without Joel Embiid. They're just deep enough exactly. and talented enough. But yeah, I mean, it's worrisome for the future. Um, he, dude, they missed. He missed a lot of time this year, and they played well without him. But I don't think they can win, like you said, a seven game series against. I mean, they play the Hawks or the Knicks, the winner of the Hawks-Knicks series after this one, which is they, they their best chance is to play the Hawks and win that. They wouldn't stand a chance against Brooklyn or... or I'd um, agree. What's it called? Brooklyn or... Or Bucks. Yeah, Bucks. Yeah, but um, we'll just see what happens. I feel like we kind of both feel the same way about that series. Yeah, but... that's, that's up to the... I mean... They'll win the series. We're talking strictly the series and just recapping it. Like they're gonna win and they'll be fine. Yeah, but we'll have to see what happens with yeah, that injury. That health um, is that that is concerning though. We'll see. We'll see what the updates say in a couple of days. Yeah. So uh, now to this uh, final series, this uh, recap episode, we got the Jazz and Grizzlies, and you of all the series, this is one you've like like predicted almost exactly. You said Grizzlies would win this after that first game. So you said Don Mitchell will come back, and then they'll win. They'll win uh, three straight or four straight, and they're on the way to do that. You know, heading back to heading back to Utah next game. I mean, they could they could probably close that out, don't you think? They're gonna close it out. It's tough to play in Utah, man. Uh, they're the best team in the league for a reason. Donovan has looked really good, and you know what the, the worst part about this series is that Memphis has looked really good. <laughs> like Memphis has been like really impressive through this series, and it's just really unfortunate. They- 
I know they'd probably beat the Mavs, to be honest. Yeah, they they have looked good, and they have played their hearts out. And I said this. I think Memphis is going to be a contender in two years. Like, honestly, like, maybe they'll be a contender next year with how good they're playing. Like, they're pushing that one seed. Like, all these games have been tough. Like, even the game that, that they won by, I think Utah won by, like, 13. Um, it was, like, it was a high-scoring game, like, 142, 129 or something like that. Um, when John Morant dropped 42... That game was closer than it ended ended up being. Just overall, like this Memphis team is really good, and I I like them a lot. And I'm I'm so sorry that you guys had to play the Utah Jazz because the Jazz are just they're just they're just too good, man. And I found out today that they don't do restructuring of uh, of seeds. So if the so the winner of this series plays the winner of the Mavs uh, Clippers series. Which is a blessing to me because I need I need the I need the Clippers to get knocked out for the Lakers' sake. I mean, assuming the Lakers win, uh, but I need the Clippers to get knocked out for the Lakers' sake, and I'd prefer for the Lakers to, to avoid avoid them at all costs, and then play play Denver more than like Denver or, or Portland. But we'll see. I think this series is wraps. They win in five. They're not going back. They're not going back to Memphis. But hey, kudos to them, the Grizzlies. That was a great season. Congrats, Utah, on your eventual win. Um, I think they won in five. What's your analysis, Ton? Yeah, I think it's I think it's over in five as well. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a shame that I mean the Grizzlies have played really well. I mean, the, versus any of the other, these other teams in the West, I think it's a it's a different series. But I think it's kind of proof that uh, or not. I mean, it's only one series, but I think it's a good sign that the Jazz are you know legitimate team in the West. I mean they. They should be a legitimate team because they're the number one seed, but you know the Jazz haven't won anything in the past. So it's not like you're talking about the Lakers or a team that's like won championships with or have players that won championships. But it's definitely encouraging. Donovan Mitchell hasn't he comes back and he hasn't like missed a beat at all. I it's 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 like incredible how great of a player he is. This last this game four, I think he got thirty. Game three he got twenty eight, twenty nine. I mean he missed two months. Yeah, I mean, I I messaged you after game three, and I was like, dude, his sh- jump shot is just beautiful, man. He's got this pure-looking jump shot. I mean, I love him so much. Like, I mean, you and I both scrambled to get when he first dropped his shoe just because we wanted to support him. We, we yeah. both got his first shoe ever ever issued. And then I got I bought a pair of his shoes this, this weekend. For those of you who don't know, I'm a big sneakerhead. I have so many pairs of basketball shoes and just regular shoes in general. Used to be part of that shoe game, but got out when I got married and uh, bought a house and I was just like all right huh what am I supposed to what am I supposed to do with these shoes bring it back bring it back <laughs> maybe slowly slowly but surely but I bought a pair of his shoes this weekend and he's just dude I just really like Donovan Mitchell and I mean you said at the beginning of this that you were unsure of what Utah would look like in the postseason have any of those questions been answered because you were still unsure about them even yeah. them being the one seed yeah, well, a lot of it had to do with um, Tom Mitchell just being out. I mean, obviously, we both know that he's a great player, but I mean, being out for two two months is tough, no matter who it is. I mean, even LeBron had issues when he came back, and LeBron's just been amazing for every year of his career. But that was like my pretty much like big. That was pretty much my biggest question mark. So I feel pretty good about the Jazz like moving forward, just because of how good they played against a really good Grizzlies team. For sure, man. I mean, I think a lot of our questions about most of these teams have been answered. Like, I had some questions about the Nets and 
Like, they look phenomenal, man. Same here. Like, I don't know who's going to be stopping them. Like, that Bucks pick of mine, like, it still looks great. Obviously, they swept, but, like, dude, it's going to be it's gonna be interesting. Like, next round will be interesting, too. Um, but I can't, I, I can't even, like, imagine those matchups, though. Those are all, like, all four of those matchups will be so good. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I so mean, we'll have to see what happens. So far, we're one for one on series, though. Being being correct, you know, like both of us picked uh, the six. The uh, sorry, the Bucks to beat the the Heat might not have gone down the way we thought, but we're one for one. We'll see who. I mean, we have a bet on this. We have a bet on the line, man. So we'll see what happens in these series that we disagreed on. And I think for the most part, the series have gone the way that we expected them to go. <clears throat> I mean, our two disagreements were the Hawks series and the and the Portland series, and I mean, they they were going to be close, and you know, it's been it's it's interesting to see like how things have played out. I still yeah. I stand by all of my series predictions still, um, in terms of who's going to win that series. How we got here is a little bit different because obviously, the games have not played out the way I ex- I exactly expected them to. Uh, but I stand by my my picks, and I'm excited to see these next yeah, couple we, games. Yeah, we need to modify our uh, our bet to uh, also take in like games predicted oh we'll yeah like an over like a like a plus or minus number yeah we'll put this we'll put this out there in. for everyone and we'll 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 figure out uh how how exactly we'll we'll do the grading process for our bet it's whoever yeah, got the most series right but we also you know we want to factor in you know like accuracy Matt, as well c- yeah because some of us ha- yeah like we had s- s- you know, the team in seven or a team in five so we'll have to do that but yeah one other thing i kind of want to recap is that you know, we talked about this like those first two games about uh, like fans being back and just acting crazy, dude. And after the Celtics game, and then even tonight, like what is going on, dude? I don't know. It's weird because there's less fans, but more more violence. Man, they all woke up and chose violence. Oh, and there's one other one that didn't take place in an arena. But did you see the Mavs fans going at it in the parking yeah, garage after the game? I heard about it. So this is like three of it, three fan events that have happened like almost for every you're talking five five events yeah it's inexcusable man because it's just dude like first off you should never treat another human like that like any like minus the fight i mean even the fight but like you should never treat another human like that but like let alone like someone who's playing like you're getting mad at these dudes for being good at what they do like you're mad that Kyrie irving just burned you so you're literally throwing a water bottle his head like Think about how, how like dehumanizing that is, and how like messed up that is as a, as a person. You know, yeah. Like that's like me saying that you're really good at your job, Todd. So I'm pissed off at you. It's just very, very unfortunate. Um, I mean, there needs to be something done. We could talk about more. We could talk about this more in future episodes. Um, yeah, let's hope. Uh, let's hope it stops so we don't have to like for sure make an episode out of it. But yeah, <laughs> this is. Uh... It's intense. I've never seen anything like this. Yeah, and I don't know if it's just because, yeah, and it's like only in the NBA that you've seen this happen when yeah. like fans have been introduced back to the stadiums. Yeah, it's unfortunate, man. And we'll see what happens. Hopefully, it clears itself up, and people learn how to behave themselves. And I hope the NBA just continues to try to do its best to to keep yeah. this stuff from happening. Uh, I mean, kudos to them for finding every single person that was was like guilty in, yeah, in all these situations. A, yeah, and banning them from. <laughs> The stadium ever again. Yeah, so I think, I think it's 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 just tough, man. It's just a tough tough situation. So, you know, prayers up to the players. Prayers up to these fans to behave themselves. 
Um, but that's that's it for this recap episode. Be on the lookout for our next episode coming out on Wednesday. Uh, we'll be talking more games and possibly more, even more than that. And um, we're excited. Got got anything to add, Todd? No, I'm getting excited for these uh, second round uh, matchups. So we'll have to once these uh, series start to wrap up, we'll definitely have an episode coming for y'all. Uh, like I'm assuming like next week, like beginning of next week. So that instead of a recap episode, it may just be an intro episode. Yeah, if it, if it aligns, but. I'm excited for those series. Yeah. Be on the lookout for more recap episodes. They cost the recappers for a reason. Uh, be on the lookout for our other content coming out. We're, we're going to be posting almost every day every on a, yeah. on a weekly basis. Uh, be on the lookout for our episodes. Thank you for the support, as always. Really appreciate yeah, it. It means a lot to us. Uh, we're on Spotify. Hit that follow button if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcast. And then follow, up on, follow us on Instagram, the Recappers Podcast. We'll be getting that fully set up with content here soon. Uh, but we're excited. We're excited for it, man. Um, and Todd, I mean, I hope you're ready to run this uh, this combine <laughs> after, yeah, after all get... of our bits. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, break, we'll break all this down, see who's actually in the lead here. <laughs> all right, man. <laughs> Until next time.